in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! In the Big Ten Championship, he's in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I might even put a flyer on Derek Carr being the MVP. And Eric Fry. And if you're wrong, you're wrong, but at least I have the guts to step up and make something happen. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. What's happening out there, uh, people? Here on this uh, Monday, overreaction uh, Monday, here on uh, February 26, 2024, start of the uh, final week. Well, it's not a full week of uh, February, but it is March 1st on a Friday. But uh, the last week of, uh, or the last few days of uh, February has uh, begun. And welcome in. We are the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And we're here to talk some uh, sports, some local sports. We'll uh, talk about, uh, we'll uh, talk about and recap all those regional championships that happened there on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, still playing, who is a uh, season has come to a close, who's uh, starting and practicing baseball here today. So uh, we'll hit up on that. We'll also be taking a look at the uh, super sectionals uh, for uh, tonight uh, for the uh, girls as we got the uh, big one that's uh, the talk around uh, the area as it's Altamont. They're in action tonight in uh, the uh, super sectionals, the Lady Indians against Cisna Park. And we'll be hitting up on uh, that matchup. And you can hear that over on uh, Jack FM later on this evening there in uh, Farmer City, uh, Blue Ridge. Well, it's Farmer City. I mean, it's Blue Ridge High School is where it is located. So uh, super uh, fun times mm-hmm. to be uh, uh, around out to my community right now. So uh, let's uh, keep it going here. And all the energy is uh, focused in on today on the uh, Lady Indians and uh, their super section of Friday that we'll get into. Also, uh, we'll hit up on uh, some uh, other basketball. We'll take a look at uh, some uh, college basketball. We may not too dive too deeply into the uh, topic that is uh, on the forefront of everyone's mind here with the uh, court storming mm. controversy and whatnot, but we do plan on tackling that at some point. Yes. Uh, but I don't know if it will be a today or even a tomorrow with the uh, super sectionals uh, yeah. going on and whatnot, but I don't plan on letting that topic go just go by the wayside. No. We're going to get into it yes. uh, here eventually. Uh, we might end up on some NBA action as well that happened over the weekend. And, of course, it's the uh, top three uh, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend 
we'll tell you about. And we'll also uh, be uh, talking about the uh, NASCAR pick'em that we did and a recap of that. Not off to a great start for your boy, but eh, it's NASCAR. It yep. happens, but man, what a race, what an ending oh, yeah. to the race I'm sure we'll get into today oh, at some yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> it'll 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 come up before the end of this show, Travis. Don't you Absolutely. worry. Absolutely. So looking forward to uh, talking about that uh-huh. for sure. And also uh, got some this date, this yes. date in sports history. Yes, yes, yes. Very yes. well. So uh, that's what we got lined up for uh, today's uh, show here on this Monday. As of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without Tingley Insurance Agency, McMahon Meets, and the Tatopolis State of Bank. Appreciate uh, them uh, for mm-hmm. bringing you uh, the uh, show. All right, so we got a lot to get to here today, a lot to unpack here on this post-weekend. So uh, let's go ahead and let's get it started, and let's get it started with First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, some uh, local sports. We're talking about those uh, boys basketball regional championships that uh, took place there on uh, Friday. And we'll go ahead and uh, just start here at the uh, top of the page on uh, the uh, website and uh, talk about a a team that we'll talk about for the final time, unfortunately, as Altamont's season came to a close there on a Friday night as it was the three-seed Weber Township, the Trojans, winning over the Indians 57-2-45 was the final score there on a Friday night for Weber. Had them down for that was the win number 30 in the uh, season. They already broke the school record for most wins in school history, and now they take home their fifth regional championship and back-to-back years as well. That was uh, they lost in the sectional championship last year, but Weber picking up the W there against Altamont there on a Friday night, and you know it was kind of like the oh, you say the Jordan rules. Or whatnot, but let someone else beat you, I guess, would have mm-hmm. been uh, the name of the game there on a Friday night. As, uh, of course, everyone, uh, the scouting report, Nathaniel Marlowe there for Weber. And you know what? Yeah, he had 17 points, but I thought uh, for the most part, McManaway did a great job of kind of shadowing him for the whole game and didn't really have him any easy looks. Uh, there was basically Ulm that uh, beat. Uh, Altamont there he had 22 in the game he had some offensive rebounds and uh, just some uh, rebounds off of his missed shots and that's kind of what did in uh, Altamont Mm -hmm. plus it was just not their night here in the regional shooting the basketball besides that Mulberry Grove game uh, there on Monday but it was just tough shooting the other night against North Clay you thought that maybe they got out of their funk there of potentially got all the bad shots out then uh, but then they just seemed like they couldn't make anything there on uh, Friday night, and it was just an off night from uh, beyond the arc and just kind of shots that we've seen made. by Altamont just wasn't there on a Friday night. Unfortunately, just wasn't their night. And Weber, uh, their players stepped up and made shots when they needed to. Anytime that Altamont was trying to get anything going, like I, I can't remember if it was like six or seven points a few times, but then it would hit a three and just kill all the momentum mm. that Altamont would try to gather. And it's never really got going uh, there on Friday night, unfortunately. And, and unfortunately for Altamont, that's a, the mark of a good team, is you weather the blows and you come back 
fighting, and it sounds like Weber was uh, on Friday night. And you know, we've we've talked about it at every level of basketball, NBA, college, or high school. You live by the three, you die by the three. Sometimes those balls are going in. Sometimes they're not. And you need to find other ways to score if it's if it's not working that night. We talked about it with the Illini. We've talked about it at an NBA level. We this is this is just basketball. This is twenty twenty four basketball. Everyone wants to shoot the three. But when the three's not working, you have to be able to find something else to put points up. And uh, it sounds to me, you would know more, you were there, that Altamont just was trying to hit their threes because, as you said, they've made them in the season. But it's a di- different atmosphere trying to make it to win a regional championship than to make it on a normal Tuesday night. Yeah, I thought that uh, three-pointers were uh, good looks and whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, they weren't just just threes that they uh, missed. They were yeah. missing two-pointers uh, there as well. The the name of the game there for Altamont was to get it down low to Caden Miller, and I thought Weber did a good job of denying him uh, the basketball for the most part. I don't really, really remember any easy looks for Caden there. I think a lot of them come on rebounds, mm-hmm. offensive rebounds and whatnot, so they couldn't really go down in the post at all. Uh, Hatamah was uh, shorthanded. Uh, they had uh, Millville, the sophomore. Uh, he was uh, left school sick uh, there on Friday, so uh, he wasn't even available uh, there at all. And it just seemed like uh, that's kind of also the story of the season for Hatamah. They had a couple of injuries along the way. Uh, Eli was banked up uh, for different portions of the season with his ankle. Of course, mm-hmm. Elam uh, went out for the rest of the basketball season, and uh, Millville there was out there on a Friday night. I think that he would have helped uh, with the rebounding uh, there, but uh, uh, Eli actually ended up leading the uh, team in scoring there on Friday. He had 20 points, but he was the only Indian with some double figures there. McManaway was close with a nine. Uh, Kata Miller had eight points, and the uh, rest of the way filled it out. Davis had three, Yarhouse had three, and uh, Radel had a couple points as well. But uh, Altamont's uh, season comes to a uh, close there. I think it was a uh, not the way they would have wanted to end their season on their home floor. Uh, they were trying to keep the good vibes of the community going with uh, the girls winning the sectional championship on Thursday, and it would have been a great storybook ending to the week there for the boys to take home the regional championship on their home floor. But, hey, Weber came in, and they spoiled the party, and uh, they'll advance on two sectionals. And Altamont, uh season comes to a close there at 21-9 and nine on the year. And, unfortunately, they're starting baseball prep uh, today, as mm-hmm. well as uh, going up to uh, Farmer City to yep. support the girls tonight. Yep. So uh, that's, unfortunately, how the season comes to an end for Altamont there. And- you know, again, you tip. You have to tip your cap to Weber. Uh, it sounded like they played a great game, did what they needed to do to get the win against Altamont, um, especially, again, at Altamont. We oh, know yeah. a tough place postseason-wise to play at Altamont. And, you know, Weber came mm-hmm. in and, and did what they needed to do, and you tip your cap to them and, and just say that on Friday night, Altamont got beat by the better team. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you play the, that game ten times, who knows how many times – Weber wins how many times Altamont wins. But on that specific night, Friday night, Weber was the better team. Yeah, it was definitely the uh, Trojans night, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, elsewhere, the uh, NTC didn't uh, fare too well in this postseason, and they didn't fare very well in the uh, championship in uh, Bethany either, as it was Arcola getting the uh, win in overtime. And uh, they did it over the uh, Bulldogs there. 57-52 was the uh, final score there. 
Arcola got off to a, a great start there in the uh, first half and uh, built up a good lead and uh, you get updates uh, there throughout the game. Definitely it was one of the topics of conversation there, especially with the uh, winner of that game against Weber and Altamont facing off against the winner of this game. So definitely got updates to going along the way. And it was like, as you go along, wow, Purple Riders could actually uh, do it and they could actually pull it off. And then you see, oh, St. Anthony, they are leading after the third quarter. They, I think it was like 31 to 30 after the third quarter. But then Arcola came back and they ended up tying the game there in the fourth quarter and they ended up outscoring the Bulldogs there 14 to 9 in the overtime session. And they ended up winning by that uh, five point margin uh, there against the Bulldogs to pull off the upset over the number one seed Bulldogs. And, you know, they were ranked number one and class 1A for mm -hmm. the majority of the season mm -hmm. and also in the Nestro rankings, mm -hmm. uh, Nestro Hoops rankings as well. And, uh, Arcola said, we don't care about any of that. They came in and they pulled off the upset there in Oak Valley on Friday. I think Arcola is playing some of their best basketball they've played all season. We talked so. about them beating Oak Valley the previous game, kind of winning that rubber match. They beat them handedly, beat them decisively, and then they come around and, and beat St. Anthony as well. I think, you know, I, I'll be honest, maybe it's a little bit of Lincoln Prairie bias and the fact that I've seen Arcola, seen them play, but... I think you got to put a little bit of respect on their name. Arcola is playing some great basketball, uh, yeah. have all season long, but it feels like down the stretch here, that loss of the conference tournament, I think really stung Arcola. And the fact that they were not able to get that conference tournament, lost that to Okaw Valley, but kind of like the Altamont girls, it forced Arcola to refocus and re-get energized and figure out what made you know made them lose to Okaw Valley in that in that game there for the championship in the conference tournament and they've been on a tear ever since. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely as uh, Arcola they uh, definitely uh, knocked off uh, Sene there and uh, pulled off the upset and you can't argue with uh, they are definitely playing some great basketball right now at the uh, most opportune. Mm -hmm. Uh, time there for the uh, Purple Riders there and also uh, beating another NTC team along the way there with uh, Beecher City uh, to start off regional play. So uh, St. Anthony, unfortunately, uh, their season comes to a close there. 29-5 and five they ended the season with. I, I bet St. Anthony wishes they had some of the 105 could have taken yeah, that right? game and, and stored it for a little more mm. later on in the uh, the tournament there. <laughs> right. Uh, that was going to be the fourth uh, regional championship in a row for St. Anthony, but uh, not to be. Our uh, Cole improves to a 26 and a 6 on the season and their ninth regional championship in a school history. And it's a little bit of a drought as they've kept been running into Tuscola the last several years. And uh, their last regional before Friday night came in 2016. Uh, there, so they uh, snapped the regional drought there, and of course, uh, all the uh, focus uh, there goes to the uh, regional against uh, Weber uh, tomorrow night there in uh, St. Anthony. And man, uh, could we see a potential cola war for a, a sectional title um, there potentially? I'm hopeful <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Uh, because in the uh, 1A Edwards County Regional Championship, it was uh, Chrysler Rock Lutheran winning over Edwards County, 39-35, the final score there. And I have the uh, Chrysler Rock 18-15 and 15 on the season, and they haven't been around for very long as a school. That's their first regional championship in uh, boys' 
history mm-hmm. uh, there. So uh, Chrysler Rock getting it done, being Edwards County there, and moving on to the sectional uh, yep. semifinal. Congratulations to them. You know, uh, they let, uh, you know, I, congratulations to them. I'm not going to take that away from them. But the way that that regional fell out, it was probably one of the easiest paths to the sectional. Hmm. Just with the way, you know, they had to beat the 11 seed Red Hill who advanced. They had to beat Wayne City, the 12 seed in their first matchup. And then they had the 9 seed Edwards County who beat the 1 Dietrich. So I think their path to sectionals, they were the best team left. Hmm. So congratulations, all power to them. Best of luck against Tuscola, but mm, who did you beat? Hmm. First regional ever. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, that was uh, some uh, craziness mm-hmm. of uh, how that uh, regional shook out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, like you mentioned, it was uh, Tuscola. They uh, took care of business there on the road uh, against uh, KZ, and uh, they won the regional championship there, 53-37. to uh, 37 over the uh, Warriors uh, there. And uh, their previous matchup was a little closer, a uh, two-point win by Tuscola uh, back in December, but mm-hmm. uh, they won that one there uh, pretty easily, 53-37. to 37. So uh, Tuscola goes for their fourth in a row uh, regional championship. And, of mm-hmm. course, they finished in third place last year, and they're 28-5. and five with their record and with the regional championship win on Friday. You know, Travis, how we talk about how, oh, could we get a Cola Wars in the sectional championship? I think the only, you know, people who want it more than you and me, basketball fans, is probably our Cola because these two teams already faced off this year back on the 19th of December, and Tuscola beat our Cola 65-21. to 21. Mm. Whooped them. Yeah. And so if you don't think our Cola wants another shot at that yeah. for a sectional, you're out of your mind because yeah. they do. So uh, I look to see two very good games coming up tomorrow night there uh, in St. Anthony. Yeah, Arcola and Weber will actually uh, square off uh, tomorrow. Uh, there at six o'clock, and then on Wednesday, Wednesday. it'll be a Tuscola and a Chrysler Rock uh, there at St. Anthony, and then the championship will be on a Friday mm-hmm. uh, there at uh, six o'clock there at uh, the Enloe Center uh, there. Uh, elsewhere in the uh, Salt Fork Regional Championship, it was uh, Champaign St. Thomas More winning over Salt Fork, 62 to 41, was the uh, final score. Uh, we also had in the 1A Argenta Regional Championship, it went down to the wire, but it was a St. Teresa winning over Argenta, so five seed for St. Tia mm-hmm. winning against Argenta. It had been a long time since Argenta had won a regional. It had been all the way back in 1997. Uh, but unfortunately, it fall late uh, there, 63-61 against St. T. And I have them only as 13-20 and 20 as their record uh, with their regional championship win. And uh, it was the 13th in school history, and uh, they did it two years ago. Oh, it was their last one mm. uh, there, but uh, being Argenta to do it there at the very end. Yeah, and like you said, I that, that's what I have too, Travis. Um, you know, they lost to Charleston. They did beat Argenta, uh, St. T earlier this year. Uh, they beat Taylorville. They beat Arthur. 
Um, but then they went through a stretch where they had a lot of losses to St. Anthony, Faroa, Macon Meridian, Argenta again, Shelbyville. Uh, a huge losing streak in the middle of the season uh, there at the end of uh, January. And then they lost to Tuscola and Arcola as well. So they're just getting wins at the right time for St. T. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, maybe uh, they got something cooking. Maybe. Uh, well, they're, they're going to need it to take on Hayworth, who has not scored less than 80 points in the entire postseason. Ooh. 96-80-80. Wow. So good luck <laughs> to you, St. T. Uh, that'll be in the uh, Salt Fork sectional mm-hmm. semifinal uh, there on a Tuesday or tomorrow. Yep. And then uh, St. Thomas More will take on Lexington in the bottom half of that uh, regional uh, there tomorrow as well. Uh, over in a 2A, the uh, Vandalia Regional Championship, and it was a funky way how this regional ended up uh, shaking out there as well. But uh, it was a Flora also as a five seed uh, advancing here, and they're winning the regional championship over Robinson. 59 to uh, 58 was the uh, final score there. Uh, Wolves now 19 and 13 on the season. That was their 30th regional championship in mm-hmm. a school history. But it had been a while since they did it. That's why you bring out the fire trucks and the uh, parade back in the town. Hadn't won one since 2005. Mm. It's our last regional championship. So uh, congrats to the Wolves being the Maroons there uh, winning the regional championship on Friday. Yeah, and, you know, I, I thought when Florida took on Cumberland, Travis, in the, the quarterfinal there, that this Florida team is pretty good. I mean, I, I thought they were yeah, like you know, maybe under-seeded um, at five. Yeah, whenever I saw them earlier in the season against Altamont, I thought they were a yeah. pretty good squad. I, I, I was I wasn't sure how they potentially, and I didn't know how they were going to square against Lawrenceville, but they didn't even need, need to worry about that. No, no, because Lawrenceville fell to Robinson somehow, um, and then Flora, like you said, taking care of business. It was close, um, you know, but uh, Flora getting the win there between uh, two former uh, Little Lanai conference opponents mm-hmm. and uh so uh, uh wolves advance on there mm-hmm. to the uh, shelbyville uh, sectional tomorrow and uh they will uh, take on a uh, saint joe ogden as they won over shelbyville fifth in the uh, saint joe regional championship uh there so let's see it was 26 and 6 uh, mm-hmm. saint joe is and uh that's their third regional championship in a row, and uh, Shelbyville, uh, they had a great season along the way uh, with football and basketball. I know they took down a Tuscola uh, there, and at one point during the season, and uh, they finished the year 24 and seven uh, overall. Did the Rams, but fall just a little short of the regional championship. And one game away from being a sectional at home. Yeah. One game. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So it'll be a Saint Joe Ogden is squared off against uh, Flora. Uh, they're in uh, Shelbyville. And then the bottom half of that uh, bracket is he's Talona Unity over Warrensburg Latham. 65-2046 was the uh, final score there as Talono 26-4 on the season. That was their 19th regional championship in school history. But it was the first time uh, since 2012 there for the Rockets. And who will they face? Well, they'll face the topless wooden shoes as uh, they won over Newton there 50-48 was the uh, final score uh, there in a Newton hostile environment, a packed house there uh, by uh, T-Town and a Newton with this one. Uh, T-Town had the uh, two-point edge uh, after the first quarter. They extended that a little bit at halftime, and 
you know, try to come back there in the fourth quarter. They outscored them 18 to 13 uh, in the final period, but uh, coming up a little bit short uh, there on the uh, comeback. Uh, there it looks like Gaddis had 18 points to uh, lead the shoes. Looks like Joey Niebergy had 10 points uh, there as well. Primer was close to double figures. He had nine uh, there, but. Uh, let's see, a Wolf had a 24 to a lead the uh, Eagles there, and uh, Gear had 11, only double figure scorers there for Newton. And uh, so Newton had a, a great season, but hey, they just ran up against the uh, wooden shoes there. 21 and 11, uh, Newton finished off there, and I thought for sure when they be uh, out tomorrow earlier in the season that Newton would make some serious noise mm-hmm. here in the postseason. But again, just how unfortunately how that regional fell. Uh, there ran into Topolis uh, there. So uh, Newton thought they had regional championship uh, aspirations and talent, but uh, fortunately ran into a buzzsaw there against T-Town. And, yeah, heartbreaker for Newton. Uh, they won in the January 30th matchup uh, there as well. And uh, let's see here. T-Town, no stranger to winning a regional. They improved to a 22-10 and 10 on the season. There, let's see, I have them down 37th regional championship. Of course, last year they finished in a third of place, and this is their 14th straight Ooh. regional championship. The last time they didn't win a regional was 2009, by the way. Mm. So, uh, shoes will advance on there to the Shelbyville uh, sectional to take on Tolono uh, there on Wednesday. Uh, elsewhere in uh, 2A, we also had all Marquette win over Roxana, 48-43 to uh, to win the uh, Roxana Regional Championship. Uh, North Mac our Regional Championship saw Auburn defeat uh, Greenville, 54-42, to uh, and Greenville had a great season, 23-9. and They uh, finished the year with as the Comets were co-South Central Conference champions which, with Litchfield and I don't know how we would decide this, Eric, but I would think that I would give the edge to uh, Greenville uh, here because Litchfield won the regular season matchup, but then, of course, Greenville beat Litchfield to get here to the regional championship. So most they're split at one and one in their matchups, but Greenville won the, the more important one yeah. in the postseason. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give it to Greenville. <laughs> so, uh, but the comments fall a little bit short there. In the championship, uh, Peoria Emanuel won over uh, Clinton 61 to uh, 31 was the uh, final there. In the 3A Charleston Regional Championship, saw Mount Vernon end all in the season a 73 to 40 was the final score there. All in the uh, Tigers ah, 24 and a 5 they finish off the year with as they had another great season, but unfortunately ran into uh, Mount Vernon mm-hmm. uh, there and. After that buzzer beater the other night, just couldn't take it all the way for the regional title. Nope, nope. Unfortunately for Olney. Uh, Centralia won over Marion 42-35, and Mount Zion was victorious over Champaign Central 72-39 to win the Danville Regional Championship. And the Braves, 32-1 and on the season, and it was their first regional championship since 2017 and their ninth in a school history. Uh, there, so uh, Mount Zion definitely has a great squad there, and uh, they'll advance there to the uh, Lincoln uh, sectional 
They'll take on Rochester, who beat Chatham Glenwood, and Mount Zion will square off against Rochester at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Top half of that bracket, uh, Sacred Heart Griffin ended up taking it and winning the regional championship as they upset Lincoln, the number one seed, the other night, and they won over Springfield Lamphere, 53-48. Uh, and then Decatur MacArthur uh, beat Champaign Centennial, 60-57. to So it'll be the seventh seed, Sacred Heart Griffin, against the two seed, Decatur MacArthur, there in the Lincoln sectional tomorrow so uh we'll take a look at more of those uh, sectional semifinals on uh, tomorrow's mm -hmm. program but right now we ran a little bit long there with the opening segment but that's okay we had a lot of regional championships to uh recap now we got to talk about uh, the uh super sectional schedule and including the Altima lady indians in action tonight against system park so we'll hit up on that matchup as well as robinson and lincoln in action tonight as well we'll hit up on those super sectionals coming up next here on the star lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Don't risk losing the trusted news, traffic, sports, and weather you get from AM radio stations. It's time to make your voice heard. We need Congress to pass the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act to keep AM radio in cars. When internet and cell services are out, AM could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to pass this critical legislation now. The message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text STOP to STOP. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Every 40 seconds, a child is reported missing. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping find missing kids. You can be a part of their mission by donating your unwanted car. Call 1-800-294-0222. You'll receive the maximum tax deduction and we provide fast, free pickup. Call 1-800-294-0222. Donate your unwanted or unused car. Call 1-800-294-0222. This advertisement was paid for in partnership with Cars RS and Find the Children. To avoid digital threats, turn on NordVPN. It's trusted by millions of users. Just visit NordVPN.com. One of the fastest VPNs on Earth will block web trackers, malicious websites, and malware-ridden downloads. It will also encrypt your internet traffic while maintaining a smooth connection. So improve your digital privacy and protection against hackers with one simple click. Get the special deal at NordVPN.com and enjoy safer internet daily. NordVPN. Cybersecurity built for every day. And now, already been postponed. Didn't think a hockey game was possible to get postponed, but I guess due to some inclement weather uh, coming in, it is. How about that? Something's not right. You don't say. The starting lineup. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right. On 98.9 The Game. If you're talking, Eric, by the way, I can't hear you. You lost the network connection. All right.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging along with you. And we just got done talking about the regional championships from uh, Friday night. Here's the uh, super sectional matchups for this evening in high school girls basketball. These teams are trying to get to the state tournament later on this week there at formerly Redbird Arena. Right. They're in uh, Bloomington. Uh, and the matchup we got coverage of over on uh, Jack FM on our website, femradio.com, and on the FEM Radio app. It's the Altamont Lady Indians uh, trying to get back to the uh, state tournament since 1981. And uh, the Lady Indians 26-6 and six on the year. And uh, they are going to take on a, a number one seed there in their sectional as a system park. The Lady uh, T-Wolves uh, come in at a 28-6 and six on the uh, year. And that's at 7 o'clock there in uh, Farmer City at Blue Ridge High School. And we'll have coverage of that uh, game uh, Lady Indians, Lady T-Wolves, uh, spot in Bloomington uh, on the line uh, tonight. And uh, that is the only super sectional championship that Altima has to their credit. Uh, Cisna Park, they are looking to go back to the state tournament uh, since 2000. Mm-hmm. And they have two super sectionals uh, championships in their school history. Uh, they're in, uh, they won their own regional um, and back-to-back regional championships uh, for them and the 20th in their school history. And then they were victorious in the Colfax Regional Sectional Championship over Leroy by three points. And then the other night they beat uh, Gibson City in a double OT of 43-42 to, uh, to win their seventh sectional championship in school history and the first time since 2014 uh, there for uh, Cisna Park. Uh, tonight, and uh, so so it's going down tonight. Yep. Altamont against uh, Cisna Park. Yep. You know uh, they got uh, two uh, seniors uh, on the roster here. They got a couple of uh, sophomores uh, that do good things for them. Madison List is one of those uh, players as a sophomore that's uh, super talented. Uh, Josie Newcomb as well, and uh, she hit the end up hitting a game-winning shot there against uh, GCMS the other night to send the T-Wolves here. And uh, she's a, a shooter uh, there. So those are a couple of players that you'll have to uh, contend with uh, here tonight for uh, Cisna Park here um, for Altamont. From everything I've seen, Travis Cisna Park wants to keep it a low-scoring affair. So if Altamont can force turnovers and get out and run like we know they can do, and if their three is working as we know it can, this may be a good night for Altamont. But, again, Cisna Park wants to keep it a low-scoring affair, wants to force turnovers, wants to make it a defensive battle. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and I think that's what uh, Salt Fork wanted to do the other mm-hmm. night uh, there as well. So uh, it's a big night. as uh, taking a fan bus up there to uh, Farmer City for the pep club uh, there, and some of the 7th and 8th graders will uh, go as well and – uh, this is a spot for uh, state mm-hmm. final four yep. on the line tonight uh, there, and they'll take on the winner of the uh, Brimfield Super Sectional there on a Thursday. Uh, they're in CEFCU Arena right. there at 9:30 a.m. on a Thursday, either against Atlanta Buff Bluffs or Galena uh, there as well. So. Uh, that's going to be at 7 o'clock there in Brimfield for their super sectional uh, there. So uh, super excited about this for the super sectionals. Yep. 
uh, tonight in Farmer City for Altamont and Assistant Park tonight. Uh, we also got the Tolona Unity uh, Super Sectional as well. Robinson, uh, their first ever sectional championship in school history. So they've obviously have not been this far before as they're 26 and 5 on the season there against another number one seed there in Piatone, 27 and 4. They are overall. And that's at 7 o'clock there in uh, Tolono. So uh, Robinson trying to make uh, school history mm -hmm. uh, tonight there with a, a possible appearance uh, also on Thursday yep. as well. Their game would be at 345 uh, there on a Thursday. And they would take on the winner of the Vandalia Super Sectional. And that's either Camp Point Central or Nashville. And Nashville uh, upset Bree Central the other night to win the sectional mm -hmm. championship uh, there in Vandalia uh, tonight uh, there as well. So uh, good luck to the Lady Indians and good yes. luck to the Maroons as well to uh, uh, bring that back uh, home and uh, uh, state appearance as well. Mm -hmm. um, in the uh, 3A uh, LaSalle Peru, a super sectional uh, championship as well. It's Lincoln trying to get back to the state tournament there. They're 35-0 this season. They're up against Dixon, 27-6. and uh, They are overall and uh, Lincoln trying to go back-to-back -back your state mm -hmm. appearances. And uh, they would either be against uh, Montini or Gray Lake Central uh, there on a Friday yes. in Bloomington, normal uh, for the state uh, tournament there. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what's uh, going down tonight. We'll definitely be uh, keeping our eyes and ears open uh, for uh, those scores and uh, the Illini Bluffs uh, score tonight as well, and uh, it's going down, 7 o'clock. Yep. Can't make it. Bring the whole town of Altamont, and if you can't make it to uh, Farmer City tonight, we'll gather have coverage. Absolutely. Uh, gather around and uh, listen to uh, something that could potentially not have happened since 1981, 43 years. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, tonight. Yep. Uh, there, and we'll have coverage for you. All right, uh, so we'll, we'll recap of that uh, tomorrow, and uh, who knows, you know, might even have some audio uh, mm. tomorrow as well. I know that the IHSA usually does a press yes. conference uh, there with the uh, uh, coaches mm -hmm. and uh, making the uh, final four. So mm -hmm. if our teams are in it, we'll have some audio yes. uh, there. So looking forward to to uh, those chats and conversations tomorrow. All right, uh, so we'll move along here. We'll continue with uh, the uh, basketball theme, and it's college basketball is what we're hitting up on uh, coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Brent with McMahon Meats here to tell you about this week's specials at our store. We have a 10-pound box of Pollock for $24.50 and our farm-raised catfish for $4.99 per pound. Go to McMahonMeats.com or to our Facebook page for more of this week's specials. And remember, you get one pound of bacon free with a minimum $50 online order. McMahon Meats, where quality and convenience meet tradition. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. 
Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. And now, Illinois, they won barely, and I, I had to laugh because after the game, Mr. C.J. Frederick for Iowa started crying. He's never been played like that before defensively. He just couldn't get open. They were grabbing him all game. He was fouled on every possession. They just wouldn't let me get open. The starting lineup. Start the crybaby sound effect. <laughs> Illinois wouldn't let him open. He was crying after the game. On 98.9 The Game. CJ Frederick. Get out of my gym. Welcome to Big Ten, fella. Air Fry Sports Center update. A pitiful start doomed the Blues in a 6-1 loss to the Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena on Saturday. Blues now tied for fifth Astros at Cacti Park in the Palm Beaches. Mason Wynn had three hits in the victory while Drew Rahm win with two scoreless innings. Kyle Leary picked up the save as well. The Cardinals take on Miami later today. College basketball action from Saturday. Lindenwood lost to Little Rock, 82-73. Missouri State fell to Belmont, 93-78. The Southeast Missouri State being defeated by UT Martin, 82-72. Eastern Illinois went down against Tennessee Tech, 75-65. SAU Edwardsville suffered a 76-71 loss against Tennessee State. Western Illinois edged Southern Indiana, 82-76. SAU beat Evansville, 65-53 yesterday. The Bulls came through in the final minute of their 114-106 win over the New Orleans at Smoothing Arena. Bulls led just by just two with under a minute left in regulation where DeMar DeRozan drilled a dagger three to seal the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Greg Fry over there with those uh, sports on our reads uh, there. And uh, we'll continue with the uh, college basketball theme here from uh, Saturday. As not a lot of upsets happened uh, this weekend. Uh, there was one in particular to uh, speak of that everyone's talking about for all the wrong reasons, but uh, we'll hit up on that in a second. Uh, number one, UConn, uh, they uh, fell earlier in the week, but they bounced back a, a win against Villanova there on Saturday, 7-8 to uh, 54 uh, there. Uh, Houston won in overtime against uh, Baylor, 82-76. to uh, Arizona bounced back from their loss earlier in the week. They easily handed Washington there in 91-75 to over Texas A&M in a blowout, 86-51. to uh, Number six, Iowa State won over West Virginia, 71-64. Uh, number nine, Kansas over uh, Texas, 86-67. Uh, North Carolina, uh, number 10 in the country, Virginia, 54-44. to I loved that uh, tweet that I saw there of, like, this is the same sport. 
You have a 54 to 44 score. And then number 17, Kentucky beats mm-hmm. number 13, Alabama, 117 to 95. Defense <laughs> optional. Uh, I just love it. The scores of college basketball mm-hmm. there. Uh, number 14, Auburn, one over Georgia, 97 76. St. Mary's, one over San Diego, 88 62. San Diego State, number 19, over Fresno State, 73-41. South Carolina over Ole Miss, 72-59. Arizona State upsets number 21, Washington State there, 71-61. Colorado State goes down as well. They were ranked number 22, but probably see you out of the polls, 66-60. UNLV went in there. Texas Tech also takes a loss as well at the hands of UCF. Number 24, Florida over Vandy, 74-64. Kansas State over at number 25, BYU, 84 uh, 74. And I saved these two uh, for uh, last. Obviously, what everyone was talking about there uh, Duke, the Dukies going down. Uh, they were previously ranked number eight in the country. Uh, Wake Forest, the Demon Deacons got them there, but 83 79 was the final. But everyone is not uh, talking about the uh, game itself. It's like, what? Has transpired afterwards uh, there with the uh, court storming uh, there and uh, Flip Kow- Flipkowski uh, getting injured uh, there in the uh, melee mm-hmm. uh, there at Wake Forest. So, uh, stork storming and yep. field storming being called into question mm-hmm. uh, here this morning from some uh, heads on ESPN over the weekend as well. Yeah, and, you know, as we talked about earlier, we're going to get into this. Today is not the day. Because no. we need time for this, definitely. Um, but but yes, we're we're going to talk about this because I have strong feelings about it as well. Mm. Okay, so we'll see what uh, Eric's mm-hmm. opinions are and what my take is mm-hmm. uh, for uh, this. Uh, but Dookie going down there, and we'll see how long Flipkowski is off. It may just be a sprained ankle. Yeah. Uh, there potentially, um, and then also on a Saturday, I save this uh, for uh, a later date as well. But uh, Illinois beats Iowa again, as fate would have it. That uh, yes, uh, lead in there, ninety-five to eighty-five. Atlanta got the win mm-hmm. over the Hawkeyes on a Saturday. Coleman Hawkins goes off for thirty points in uh, this one. So uh, ninety-five points. Yeah. Uh, there by the Illini and. What was their 1,000th uh, win in program history? Wow. There. So Impressive. Making some... Uh, 1,000 wins and three national titles. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Hey, you're the best basketball team when it comes to, you know, November to February. But again, we'll talk about that at a later date as well. <laughs> we'll uh, table that. I, I did want to talk about one of the games that happened on Sunday, Travis, if you don't mind. Sure. St. John's getting the win over Creighton, 80-66. to 66. He knows what he's doing when he calls out the university, the team, everybody, and their brother. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, what a clown. Hey, it worked, though, Travis. Creighton just beat UConn. Mm-hmm. And you come out here and beat Creighton by almost 20 points. It was their 1,000th Big Ten win. Oh, okay. I knew it wasn't program when I said it, but. Still. Um, but, yeah, uh, congratulations, uh, St. John's. They're keeping 
clinging to a bubble. Clinging to a bubble with a big win over Creighton. Uh, Marquette over Xavier, 88-64. And number three, Purdue over Michigan, 84-76. Can someone please fire Juwan Howard yet? And <laughs> No. No, Jawan, keep him there you forever. Gone. You gone, Howard? You know, I'm I'm against I'm against that firing. I want him to stay there forever so they can suck forever. <laughs> if he was in any other conference but the Big Ten, I'd agree. But you just bring down the whole Big Ten. Thirty-five points, fifteen rebounds for uh, Zach Ed. Yep. Uh, there on Sunday, doing Zach Ed things. Probably got uh, fourteen. Uh, free throws too. So. And uh, probably I I watched a little bit of the game, but I didn't watch a, a lot of that. Had uh, other obligations yes. on a Sunday. Uh, one team that did coach and it seemed to work. It was Ohio State. I know that they uh, pulled off the upset against Purdue last weekend, but they lost in the middle of the week. But uh, they went on the road and they won against Michigan State there, sixty to fifty-seven. Uh, yesterday as well, Wait. so a nice road win for the Buckeyes. Yeah, and I watched a little bit of that game, and when I tuned in, they were trailing by 10. I was wow. Like, oh, this this game's over. over. I quit watching. It was in the second half, and uh, nope, ended up uh, coming back and getting the win. By the way, in case you were wondering, Zach Eady had 11 free throws on his own, went 7 for 11 from the line. Michigan as a team had 13 free throws. So, mm. yeah, no, <laughs> Zach Eady doesn't get calls in the Big Ten ever. No. no. And then also on the women's side, there on a Sunday as well, it was winning against Illinois. Yeah. 101-85. Uh, Caitlin Clark dropped a 24 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists for Miss Clark. And uh, that was her 16th career triple-double uh, there. And everybody was hyping on the NASCAR race leading into the race oh, yeah. next weekend. Uh, could potentially uh, Kaylin break the record yep. for Pistol Pete all-time scoring record yep. uh, next Sunday. Possibly. Uh, there, so that's what they were hyping up mm-hmm. there on a Fox. We'll see what happens, but hey, dropped a triple-double against the Illini, but they had a bad first quarter, but I thought uh, after that pretty much kept up with them. Uh, they were put up 85 points against them, so uh, it was a nice effort. Uh, they're on the road against the best college basketball player in America. So, And before we move on from college basketball, Travis, your C.J. Frederick uh, line made me do some Googling. He is still in college. He's playing for Cincinnati. He's averaging 6.1 points a game, playing 15 games. He started 10 of them for the Bearcats, who are currently 16-11 uh, and 11 and 11th in the Big 12. So. I guess he couldn't handle playing in the Big Ten. Well, what's funny is he went to Iowa for two years, and then he transferred out of Iowa to Kentucky, where he averaged 6.1 points a game, uh, and then left after one year at Kentucky, and now he's in the Big 12 in Cincinnati. (laughs) So he's on his third school as a senior and averaging the least amount of points he ever has. (laughs) What what the heck? C.J. Frederick. Give me a break. Give me a break. (laughs) Can't even hack it at Kentucky. Leave the Big Ten. Thank Couldn't you very much. Couldn't even cut it at Kentucky. Yep. Wow. What a guy. Aren't too tough in the SEC as well. Probably. So, jeez. Yep. Uh, now, thank you for that uh, update on my favorite Hawkeye. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, right behind the McCaffreys yep. Yep. as well. Uh, all right. So, we uh, close it down, and we uh, close it down with the uh, top three top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. Uh, coming up in a jiffy to close out the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. 
I'm Alice Hatcher. And I'm Jonna Schultz with Effingham Animal Rescue Sanctuary. Hey, animal lovers. Do you know you can make a real difference in the lives of our furry friends? Volunteer with your local animal organization. They need your passion and your time to care for and protect animals in need. Whether it's walking dogs, helping at an adoption event, or assisting with daily care, every effort counts. Join us in creating a better world for animals. Volunteer today and be the hero that they need. And now, the starting lineup. It's a post-weekend, so we got to give you the top three moments from the sports weekend. I'm boycotting. I mean... I am boycotting. It's like, oh, well... I might have to do the top three without the, the music here today. <laughs> I press spacebar so many and times. Now, it's time for the top three. And just, it's a Monday, I guess. On 98.9 The Game. Back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We just a uh, smidge, a bit uh, longer. Got more stuff to uh, talk about in uh, the uh, podcast, and, uh, including uh, recapping NASCAR and uh, NASCAR Pick'em. But before we get to the uh, pod, we need to uh, hit up on the weekend top three. Top three from the sports weekend. So let's go. And now it's time for the top three. Top three from the uh, sports weekend in no particular order, but I'll start off with uh, my number three. We just talked about it a little bit there at the very end, but when we beat Fran McCaffrey and the Hawkeyes, it's always a good weekend. And Coleman Hawkins bouncing back after a bad game, dropping 30 points as well, makes my top three Illinois over Iowa on Saturday. My number one, Travis, was on the night they retired Chris Chelios' jersey. Patrick Kane comes back to Chicago and does in the Blackhawks in overtime. Gets the overtime game winner uh, for Detroit to get the win. So exactly. I, I liked to see what, it. What poetic justice. 100%. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, except for the Red Wings beating up on my Blues the other yeah, night. Yeah, beat up on you. <laughs> but I thought that was uh, yep. pretty uh, – Storybook ending yep. uh, right there. And ironically enough, uh, my number two has to deal with hockey as well. Just all the hockey fights this weekend. There was fights galore this weekend. Uh, well, one of the highlights was the Rangers and the Flyers on a Saturday there as uh, two players went at it there and they were throwing haymakers for a solid minute, I would say. Just going at it. Like old school style. It was awesome. Why do sports books not have over under for total fights for the day? They do the pucks. How many goals are gonna? <laughs> they, they need to start doing over under for fights. Maybe I would be in on maybe they need to that. start doing that yeah. now. They've cut cut back on it quite a bit, yeah. but uh, some something, something was in the water this yeah. weekend. Or the ice. There was there was a lot of fights. Uh, this weekend. So. My number two, Travis. I woke up Sunday morning and said, nothing is topping this. This is the best moment of the sports weekend. Cody Bellinger re-signs with the <laughs> Chicago Cubs at 2 o'clock in the morning. Three-year opt-out after every year, but that's okay. He becomes the first $30 million a year player in Chicago Cubs history. 
but you did it. We did it. <laughs> he's back on the team. Before opening day, too. Yeah. He's got a month of spring training. Mm-hmm. Love it. Put him in at first. Pencil him in. Yeah. What a what an odd time to sign. I don't care. <laughs> Nothing was going to top this until something topped it. Uh, until something did. Uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling that our number ones are going to be the same That's here. Okay. So uh, I'll let you elaborate on it more, but... It has to be the NASCAR race there on a Saturday or on Sunday yes. and uh, the ending uh, there as well. The race itself, Travis, might be one of my top five favorite races to watch. It was chaos. Mm-hmm. It was absolute chaos in the, the perfect sense of the word. There were, at the end of the race, three cars that were not involved in accidents. Yeah. The rest of the field That's nuts. was in a wreck. The guy who ended up winning was in a wreck on lap two. Yeah. Came back to win it and just... It was cars. It was the cars was. finish. Straight out Three of the movie. wide, across, for the win. It was, a, I was watching, it was tied. It was a tie. I'm like, there's no way that this race is, how are they going to decide this? They did. Daniel Suarez got the win. No one picked that. No one had that no. anywhere close to being the guy to win it. Um, but what an ending. Just, it was Magic. Now, coming up in the pod, I'll tell you how they can never replicate this, and it's only downhill from here for NASCAR. <laughs> Isn't it, it seemed like that always how that works. This specifically, because, Travis, they're coming back to Atlanta. This is the yes, first I've year. The, the first year, it's going to be the first race of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you why it will not have this energy. Mm, man. I'll tell you why. Yeah, what a what a move there by uh, Kyle Bush to oh, yeah. uh, get it three wide and... We've seen double wide or I at the line. I saw had a parlay of Kyle Busch to win the truck race, Austin Hill to win the Xfinity race, and Kyle Busch to win the cup race. Would have made uh, 2,300 entertainment points. Uh, unfortunately, uh, got two out of three. Uh, Imagine losing out sucks. on that much entertainment by by that much. a fraction of a second. Mm, uh, man, that's... It's a rough way to yep. lose entertainment yep. right there. Mm-mm-mm. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, we'll have more to say about that NASCAR race uh, coming up here in uh, the uh, pod. But uh, don't forget that a uh, super sectional game uh, tonight, Altamonte System Park, and we'll have it on a uh, Jack FM. Tip off is at uh, seven o'clock there at Blue Ridge High School. So uh, we'll be back to recap that on uh, tomorrow's uh, program, and uh, so we'll talk to you then. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Carlin versus Joe. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome to Overtime, the podcast of the starting lineup. And Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And we still got more stuff to uh, talk about with that a NASCAR race and that NASCAR yes. finish. Got to recap of Pick'em, how well we did uh, there, mm-hmm. and uh, this day in sports history. Yep. And uh, see whatever else we can uh, come up with here in the pod as well. But first, Travis, we're going to start off bef- as part of Sports Center here. With a mm-hmm. fun fact for you. Fun fact. About, I like fun facts. About something that you said earlier on in the show. Okay. When talking about Cisna Park. Uh-huh. Last time they won a sectional. Yep. The year 2000. Mm-hmm. I was going to school there then. Really? Yep. Third grade. 
third grade. Third grade. What do you remember about that? I remember everyone being excited. And I didn't really understand why, because I had just moved there. So, that's about it. Mm. We did get off school. I remember that. That's that's like the most important thing for As kids. As a third grader, that's all that mattered to me. <laughs> that's what everybody announced when I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we got off we, school. We, we don't have school on Thursday yeah. if we win. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I thought that was interesting. For. The last time they won a sectional, I was going to school there. Hmm. How appropriate. What are the odds? I I mean, yeah, what are the odds what that the odds? Altamont, the team that they're taking on yep. in the Super Sectionals, yep. is somewhere where you have ties to. By the way, I, speaking of ties, I wanted to point out that Byron uh, won their regional title and oh. is still playing. Well, no, that, doesn't, sectional, so. that doesn't surprise me either with their success Yes. <laughs> in uh, in all sports. No, just, just basketball and football uh, for the most part. Their gotcha. their volleyball team's not bad, but sure. Anyways, let's get to sports. Center. What about their golf team? I'll I'll have to do some looking on that, <laughs> Travis. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you about Byron Golf. Don't worry. We'll, right. we'll we'll get to I'll get I'll get, we'll get to the bottom of this. I'll, I'll, I'll phone I'll phone some friends and figure that one out. Yeah, all right. So, uh, White Sox managed just two hits during a five nothing spring break loss to the Diamondbacks at Salt River Field. Brian Shaw was charged with the loss and relief. They mm-hmm. play Texas today. The Chicago Fire FC opened the 2024 MLS season with a 2-2 draw against Philadelphia. They will host FC Cincinnati on Saturday. Mm. Travis, the future of the NFL will gather at Lucas Oil Stadium today. The scouting combine officially kicks off from Indianapolis. Over 300 of the best college players have a chance to showcase their skills in front of coaches, general managers, and scouts. Mm. Early week measurements and interviews are conducted. Defensive linemen and linebackers will take the field on Thursday. Hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about that. Which is odd because we just talked about it last week. I know, but. Because you said, I didn't even know that was happening. There's and a lot of things we that still happened don't care. this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a star player on the Philadelphia Eagles is setting the record straight about his future. A.J. Brown said he wants to stay in Philadelphia and he, quote, loves where he is at. Hmm. He also dis- dismissed any claims of friction between himself and Jalen Hurts. Hmm. He said that uh, potential trade rumors, he talked about them, and he told the hosts there that he's kind of been through this before. Former Panther quarterback Cam Newton appears to have been involved in an altercation. A video appeared to show Newton at a youth football camp surfacing Sunday on social media. According to USA Today, the incident took place at an invitational-only 7-on-7 flag football tournament for 18 and under and 15 and under, under players in Atlanta. The video shows a person who appears to be Newton grappling with several people who can be seen throwing punches before security intervened. Yeah, Not Oof. Good. yeah. what an ugly scene. Uh, former NFL offensive coordinator is heading back to the college level. As ESPN reports, that former Washington Commanders and Kent Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Benemy is set to become UCLA's new assistant head coach and OC. Mm-hmm. Going off to, co- off yeah. to uh, college. That one, that one is weird to me, but eh, whatever. Atlanta Hawks can be without their best player for the foreseeable future as the team announced on Sunday that Trey Young will miss at least a month due to a torn ligament in his pinky finger. Uh, as we talked about, but it became official, Golden State has re-signed Steve Kerr to a two-year, $35 million extension that will make him the highest-paid coach in NBA history. Hmm. 
And finally, Travis, the NBA is handing down its punishment for an on-court altercation that occurred last Friday night's game between the Heat and Pelicans. Jimmy Butler and Nijah Marshall were suspended one game apiece for instigating and engaging in an on-court altercation. Pelicans guard Jose Alvarado and Heat center Thomas Bryant were suspended three games for leaving the bench area and fighting Miami forward Nikola Jovic was suspended for one game for leaving the bench as well. All five players will be suspended without pay. Hmm. Did you see that big tussle Friday night? Yeah, I mean, I kind of did see that uh, scuffle. Yeah, I didn't think too much of it, but... Yeah, neither did I. I guess I'm, uh, the NBA, much like NHL, trying to crack down on fighting, so... Hmm. Um, by the way, uh, so first we'll, we'll go to this. Uh, Iowa's basketball... Uh, did you see what they did on the court there in Iowa? I did. I think that's classy. The 20, 22 has been painted on the spot where Caitlin Clark broke the NCAA women's scoring record. Mm-hmm. So I mean, oh, that was cool. Do you know how elite, how iconic that you have to be to be uh, have your number and name on the court when you're still playing? That's true. When that's you're still true. alive? Yep. Yeah, that was, that was cool. And by the way, Travis, did you know this? The ninth edition of the match is set for tonight in Florida. Did you know the match is tonight? No. It'll mark the first time women will play in the exhibition competition as Rory McIlroy, Max Hama, Lexi Thompson, and Rose Zhang will compete in a mixed skins format with all four golfers playing against each other for 12 holes as they look to make money for charity. This iteration also is the first time the event is being played at the Park Golf Course in West Palm Beach and not at the Wynn in Las Vegas. It takes place tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, that's 5.30 Central, and we need to end this now. <laughs> Stop it. Right. I mean, there's no star power. No. Max and not Homa. only that, what was exciting about the first one? It was Phil and Tiger. Mm-hmm. It was, that, that's what made it interesting, was it was Phil and Tiger. One-on-one, mano-a-mano, mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then it kind of lost some of its luster, and it got it back when it was um, – Brooks and and the other dude. The Shambo. Thank you. Because there was a rivalry there. Yeah. You got to have a rivalry. Mm-hmm. It can't just be, oh, here's four golfers playing. Right. Don't like it. End it. End it now. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I was like, hmm. I that's probably a reason why I don't know about it because oh it just doesn't have anybody. Yep, the first yeah, one was sure. was Tiger versus Phil, which was interesting. Um, then it was um, the next year, it was Woods and Peyton Manning versus Mickelson and Tom Brady. So that was interesting because yeah, yeah, it was you know Peyton versus uh, Brady. Yeah, exactly. And then it was Phil and Charles Barkley versus Steph Curry and Peyton and. That one you started losing me because there was only one pro golfer and it was Charles Barkley basically out there to make a mockery because it's Charles Barkley and golf. <laughs> then it was DeChambeau and Rogers versus Mickelson and Brady. That one nah, wasn't as big a fan of that one. Then it was Brooks DeChambeau. That one was okay because there was a rivalry there. They didn't like each other. Brady Rogers versus Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. That one wasn't great. Like I get it, it's four quarterbacks, but I don't want to see four quarterbacks golf. Mm. Then it was Spieth and Justin Thomas versus Rory and Tiger. Nah. And then finally it was Patrick and Travis Kelsey versus Steph and Clay. I don't like them. 
I don't like it. I, Tiger Phil is the best. Should have ended it after there. Yeah, I mean, uh, what what was it? The twenty twenty two one or the twenty twenty one one with Rogers? They were talking about just his free agency and yeah. wondered about that. Yeah. It's just, it, I mean, it needs to end. It needs to go away. We need to end this, especially this year. It, it's just worse. I mean, I guess Rory and, and Homa, I guess, but. I There's mean, not a rivalry there. Yeah, I mean, there they're is. all four golfers. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, again, I want a rivalry. I want people who don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Go one-on-one and force to interact with each other. Forced to talk. Some sort of Rory and some some someone from Live. Yeah, there you go. Rory and Phil. There you go. Phil can't golf anymore, so. Watch me say that. He's gonna come out and win the Masters or something. He could. Ugh. Alright. It's coming that's, up. That's your sports center, Travis. It's coming up. It is. It'll be here before you know it. Uh, always kind of around the final four yep. always kind of around wrestlemania yeah as well so the important things in life i mean that's what my calendar revolves around yeah i know sports yeah. wrestling yeah entertainment theater yeah mm-hmm. uh also Tom by the way Fullery. uh Bengals placed a franchise stat- tag on higgins yep so there you go it did that's it happen. All right. Um, that's all I got there. Do you want to go into NASCAR or this day in sports history? This day in sports history. All right. This day in sports history. Travis, on this date, 1935, Babe Ruth signs with the Boston Braves after 14 seasons in New York. The move returns the Bambino to the town where his MLB career began, albeit with a different club. Ruth plays just 28 games for the Braves, hitting his final six home runs of his career. Did you know that uh, – Babe Ruth was a Brave? No. I neither. On this date in 1967, Mario Andretti won the Daytona 500. The Italian-born Andretti becomes the first and today only foreign-born driver to win the Great American Race. And I think Mario Andretti, Travis, is one of the only, if not the only, driver to win the Daytona 500, the Indy 500, and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Hmm. I still say the greatest pure driver of all time is Mario Andretti. AJ Foyt's right there with him, but to me, Mario, he could get in anything and win. Yeah. And finally, hmm. on this date in 2002, by playing five minutes in the Kings 107-81 win over Utah, Sacramento's Chucky Brown sets a league record by taking the floor with his 12th NBA team. 12 teams, mm. that's a lot of teams. Yeah. It's like almost half the league, I think. <laughs> so, there you go. That is our This Day in Sports History. Got a lot of events tomorrow, and some of them are rather interesting and rather fun, and some of them have been immortalized for future generations. Tell you more about that tomorrow. Mm. I mean, I I can't believe you didn't mention this one that I'm looking at right here with uh, the highlights, the Pete Weber. Oh, yeah, Pete Weber. Who do you think you are? I am. I am. Yes. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Uh, Pete. It happened this day, ah, 12 years ago. Sorry, it wasn't included in my packet. Of well, this. it should have been. It should have been. You're right. <laughs> Who do you think, think you are? are. I am. <laughs> oh, Pete. 
he's kind of older, so him yelling that just made no sense. The sunglasses, the glove. Yep. yep. I think his uh, I think his autographs actually here in the the bowling alley here in town. Oh really? He actually came here huh. a long time ago. Participate in the tournament. My new favorite uh, bowler is the guy with the fro. Yeah. Uh, I don't. You'll see more bowlers coming up, Travis, because I believe the uh, Phoenix race for NASCAR is sponsored by GoBowling.com. So. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk NASCAR. All right. All right. Let's get to it. So, Travis, this race mm-hmm. was the perfect storm, and it will not be replicated. Because the weather was hot. It was the second race of the year, so people were trying to avoid falling into deep holes points-wise. The tires were falling off. The It, it was just everything what you wanted. And here's where it's going to be an issue for NASCAR. They're going to go back here for the first race of the, the playoffs. And... First of all, they're going to have a hard time selling this place out, okay? Mm. Even with as great as a finish this is. Because the playoffs start, Travis, in September. September in Atlanta. What do you think they're worried about? Uh, Football. Georgia football. Hmm. And that's all that matters. And if not Georgia football... The Atlanta Braves should be making a postseason run about that time. Yeah, to say, yeah. So getting that place to sell out, even for the first race of the playoffs, is going to be difficult. Then you're going to have the people who show up expecting this. Mm. And when this doesn't happen again, this historic moment that people are already saying is the greatest finish in NASCAR history, they're going to be disappointed and let down. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think that if you're expecting the closest finish in NASCAR history to happen again, then you just have too high of expectations. No, I think they're expecting the race. Not so much the finish, but the craziness, the recoveries, the everything that happened in that race. Like mm-hmm. we said, there were so many cars involved in accidents who came back and finished well. Daniel yeah. Suarez, who won the race, was in a wreck on lap two. Mm-hmm. Kyle Busch was in a wreck. Denny yeah. Hamlin was in three wrecks. He had a wreck in every stage of the race. <laughs> and he still ended up with a decent finish. Well, he would have if he didn't get wrecked in the, the third. Uh, yeah, he got caught up in your Brad Keselowski wreck. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But still, it was – and it was just the craziness of we had a wreck of two drivers getting on a pit road. Yeah, that was kind of uh, odd yep. to me. Yep. Of – not only the where the pit road started, the pit yes. road speed. Yes. But it was different when it was Under green and, and yeah. caution, yep. 90 yep. and 45. Yep. So, gosh, I can see why some of the drivers would be confused and why this, more wrecks would have happened. This is the second the time they've one. had this pit road like this where you have to commit to going to pit road at the start of turn three. And the reason why is because the first couple of years – that they had this new super speedway racing. Mm-hmm. Cars were ducking on the pit road coming off a of turn four, and it was causing chaos. Yeah. Because you're in a pack. Kind of remember talking about and that. And the drivers wanted to know 
you know, for a while, if guys were pulling off onto pit road so that they could be prepared. Hmm. And the the accident that happened with McDowell and William Byron there coming onto pit road was just a, a random thing that just his brakes locked up as he was trying to slow down and ended up, you know, crashing. It mm-hmm. happens. Both those drivers continued. Yeah. And again, this is not going to happen. We saw Travis. I'm going to use. There, guy, was some, the, there was a lot of speeding penalties. There were speeding penalties. And we saw some, again, NASCAR is the best drivers in the world, at least in America, in this form of racing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use Brad Keselowski as an example, former cup champion. He just lost it. And he wasn't the only one to just lose it. There were a lot of guys who just lost their car yesterday and spun out. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the moment where this race turned into something more was when Austin Cindric went four wide. When he made it four wide for the lead going into turn one, and I said, there's no way they are making it through that first turn without everyone getting wadded up. Yeah. And not only did they make it, they ran another lap four wide. Mm-hmm. That is when I'm like, this race is different. This is something special that we're watching. And that was not knowing how the finish was going to be. That was just at that moment. Yeah. But again, NASCAR, because it is a, a playoff race, is going to come back here and do a tire test before the playoffs start. They're going to come here with a different tire for those playoffs. So this was the perfect storm of everything. This will not happen in the playoffs because there's too much on the line in that first race of the postseason. Guys are not going to be out here driving crazy. And you're also not going to see guys like Todd Gillen up leading 51 laps. Because those guys who are in the playoffs are going to want to be at the front. I just don't see it. Mm. I do think, plus the track's going to age. That track keeps aging and keeps changing. Because the, the surface gets hot due to the Atlanta heat over the summer. And it just makes the grip go down. Which makes the cars more difficult. If you were watching the broadcast, a lot of things they talked about was speed versus handling. And how you have to decide which one you want to be important. Is it the speed in the car or is it being able to drive it? Mm -hmm. And that's going to become even more of a factor and highlight it even more. Um, The other thing I want to talk about, Travis, and and at first I thought it was so weird. And then I did a little bit of research and figured out why. And that was the Joey Logano penalty at the beginning of the race. Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Uh, I mean, yeah, I want to say that. Joey Logano qualified second. And then it came out that he would have to start at the back of the field and do a pass-through penalty at the very beginning of the race, which means after lap one, he'd have to come down pit road uh, at pit road speed because of unapproved adjustments not to his car but to a glove. Right. He had a glove. And credit to Fox Sports. They found the camera angle. They had the shot of the glove. He wore this glove in qualifying. And what it was, was it was a, it was a glove. First of all, all gloves have to be approved by NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And so the fact they made a, a modification to this glove is probably going to be a monetary fine coming out on Tuesday for the 22 team. Because what they did, Travis, is in between the pointer finger and the thumb, they made a webbing, like a ball glove, like a baseball glove. Hmm. And what he was doing is during qualifying, 
he was holding his hand up to the window. Now you're going, so? Yeah. He's blocking air from coming into the car, which is making the car go faster because it's lighter because there's less air getting in. Hmm. It makes the car more aerodynamic. I also don't find it... I, I, I find it very ironic that this comes out and Joey Logano won the pole at Daytona and started second here. Yeah. With... He did really well. Uh-huh. On his own, qualifying. And, you know, there were... I, I've listened to some podcasts uh, from this race, and there were people saying, you know, there was... You could see Logano pulling on the window net, doing little things that you can do to adjust the airflow of the car to make it faster. Wow. So... I wonder how long it's going to take NASCAR to go, don't touch your car. If you're driving it, both hands on the wheel. Like, don't be, first of all, credit to Joey Logano to be going 180 miles an hour with one hand and having another hand up at a window. When you're driving down the interstate today, if you're driving on the interstate, turn the cruise on 60 and put one hand up against your window. Roll your window down, put one hand up against it. It's probably hard to do. And drive with one hand. Now imagine doing that 100 more miles an hour. Mm. So credit to him, but he got caught. Man, yeah, and I guess you're not, if you're not cheating, you're trying. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And and you ain't cheating until you get caught. That's right. And there's been so many NASCAR drivers. Dale Jr. is is prolific about this. He says, if my crew chief is not trying to bend every rule in the book, I don't want him to be my crew chief. Because that tells me he ain't trying to win. Hmm. So, you always look for an advantage. And they right. found it. Unfortunately, now they got caught. Now got and now they got to face the consequences. Hmm. So, but I still, I would put this finish, Travis, as my third best finish of all time. <laughs> it was. I, I would put the Talladega four wide finish where they were two by two by two by two um, back in the tandem draft era. And I heard some people saying that this finish was, was better because when they were doing the tandem draft, the guy in second couldn't win. There was no way the guy in second could win. So you're just kind of stuck there pushing the guy in front of you. In this instance, the guy could win. Hmm. I would put it just because of the fact there were eight cars all within each other. And that was really cool. Yeah, I'd also still put the Darlington, Ricky Craven, Kurt Busch finish ahead of it because of the fact that um, it was just a moment in time. And it was Darlington, which is one of the tracks, you know, the mythical tracks in NASCAR. Yeah. And they battled for lap after lap after lap. It wasn't just a one lap thing. They fought each other. And Kurt Busch didn't have power steering, so they were running into each other. I was going to say, they're banging yep. against yep. each other. So I'd put that one still as the best finish in NASCAR. This one is up there. And what I find funny, Travis, because only a buff like me is going to care about this, but I cared about it. So, the Ricky Craven finish. Mm-hmm. Okay, It was Ricky Craven's second ever win. Was that yep. race? He beat Kurt Busch. Third place in that race was Dave Blaney. Mm. Daniel Suarez gets his second career win by holding off a Bush and a Blaney. Wow. How about that? Wow. How about Same that? Same margin of victory, too. 
Wow. Hmm. I'm just saying, sometimes the numbers line up. Yeah. Strange. Very odd. How that works but out. I loved it. I loved it when I saw that stat come out. But yeah, that finish was straight out of cars with the three wide. Yep. Photo finish. And there are there are two camera angles I have seen that just showed first of all, all the drivers going into this race said it was the least anticipated race of the season. In fact, there was a poll done on the athletic and one of the drivers said, quote, I hope a tornado hits Atlanta so we don't ever have to go back there again. Jeez. This is before the weekend. Yeah. Afterwards, Jeez. all the drivers got out of the cars and said, that was the most fun I've had. <laughs> right. That was a blast. Kyle Larson, who has wrecked out of every race at Atlanta since they reconfigured the track, got out of his car and said, that was the most fun I've had. Kyle <laughs> Larson, who's never won a super speedway, never won at a drafting track, always gets in crashes. Yeah. This is the most fun I've had in a super speedway. Mm. The drivers loved it. Mm. And the the two best shots I saw of the whole weekend was after the race when Ryan Blaney is talking to reporters on pit road. And on the big screen, they're showing the finish. And he's talking about, you know, yeah, we thought we had blah, blah, blah. And then he just pauses and he looks over all the reporters' heads to see the big screen. And he goes, well, that was really cool. <laughs> and he was part of it. Uh-huh. The other is the broadcast booth. They have a camera looking at the broadcasters from behind. And to see Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer's excitement as they're coming to the finish, mm-hmm. it's a really cool angle. And it was really cool to see that everyone was getting excited for this. Yeah. Especially when you looked at Saturday's races. Because if you watch Saturday's races, you were going, Sunday's going to be an absolute train wreck. Because the truck race on Saturday, which was the first race, was an absolute bore fest. <laughs> Kyle Busch won it. Mm-hmm. The most exciting thing in that race, Travis, was that we had a roof fly off. Oh. A roof. A roof. How does that fly off of a car? Wow. I, I, I don't think that should happen. That's not supposed to happen. Penalties will be coming out for that, by the way. Um, <laughs> mm. That's kind of important. Yeah. Um, and then we had the Xfinity race where everyone ran out of gas, and Austin Hill just somehow found a way to win because everyone else ran out of gas. Yeah, I saw he won on on that race. It, it wasn't, it, but it wasn't exciting. The most exciting thing was, did everyone save enough fuel? And the funniest thing was Jesse Love, who was leading, dominating the race, is telling his crew, I think I've saved enough. I think I've saved enough fuel. It's his second race in this car. How does he know if he's saved enough fuel? It's his second race in a car. Right. He's only been in this car one other time. Right. <laughs> he ended up running out of fuel, by the way. Uh, mm. But ah. it it wasn't. And in the in the the Saturday race, there was no pass. Everyone stayed in a line, and it was like, oh, this is what we're going to get Sunday. And we got the complete opposite. We got guys driving and able to make moves, and it was wow. It was the complete opposite of Daytona. Daytona, everyone stayed in a line and saved fuel, and they were two by two racing, but it was boring two by two. Mm. It was a pace lap for 450 miles of that Daytona 500. This was actual racing. So mm. let's go to pick them because I've already ranted too long about this NASCAR race. Uh, yeah, no, it's all right. It I picked Corey LaJoy. Race. Travis picked Brad Keselowski. Uh, both were battling up front for a while. Uh, and then, like we said, Brad spun it and got in a wreck, finished 33rd. Corey LaJoy finished 13th. He faded towards the end. 
Um, but I pick up the win there. That's three wins for me this year. And we head to Vegas next week. <sighs> it's okay, Travis. One win. One win gets you five. I know. And I thought maybe luck, maybe on Brad's side, he hasn't won in no, a long time. 99 races. Yep. But this is going to be, as people are saying, this is the first race of the season because it's an actual race. It's not a super speedway where drafting is important or anything like that. This is the first actual race of the season. So this will kind of give us an idea of the new Toyotas, the new Fords. Where are they at for these normal tracks? Mm. Yeah. So we'll see that uh, this weekend. This weekend. Vegas. Vegas. Roll the dice. Gamble. Gamble with your NASCAR. Fuel mileage. With your tires, with your pitch strategy. All of it. Gamble all of it. (laughs) And we'll be back to uh, talk about it. We will. uh, Later on this week. But uh, I think that will uh, wrap it up. And uh, that'll do it uh, for today's uh, show. So we got to get on, getting on. So we'll uh, leave you with that. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to uh, recap those uh, super sectional games. And potentially have some audio uh, there for the uh, coaches from the IHSA press conference. So uh, we will talk to you uh, tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for downloading. Peace out. Mm-hmm.